0: What led to the Minnesota Wild moving on from Alex Kovanov? Plus, what can we expect out of Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson in net this year? We take a look at all that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we discuss Alex Kovanov being put on waivers by the Minnesota Wild, ending his tenure in the organization And how we got to this point and what this can, what sort of experience this can give for uh, the Minnesota Wild moving forward uh, and just regarding prospects in general. We'll also take a look at the uh, goalie room for the Wilds. What can we expect from Marc-Andre Fleury this season? What can we expect from Philip Gustafson? And more coming up on today's episode. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams, guiding you through the off here on Lockdown Wild. And uh, let's start with the uh, the news from over the weekend. Uh, wanted to kind of let it digest a little bit before uh, bringing it on the show. Of course, Alex Kovanov being put on unconditional waivers by the Minnesota Wild, ending a frustrating tenure with the uh, organization. Uh, Looking at just a a really good way to kind of sum up what happened with Kovanov, uh, the MNW Young Guns Twitter account, uh, love what those guys do and keeping up to date with all of the uh, Minnesota Wilds prospects and more, uh, tweeted out two years ago, Alexander Kovanov was supposed to be one of the top Minnesota Wild prospects. The former QMJHL star wasn't able to convey those performances to pro hockey. Now he's leaving the organization. This is the other end of the spectrum that we hope we don't hear about happening all that often. And by all accounts, this is just a situation of it didn't work out. Uh, between the player and the organization, mainly because uh, it just didn't seem like the work ethic was there uh, for Kovanov throughout uh, the course of his tenure. A guy who, by all reports, didn't really work himself into favor with the Iowa Wild, uh, and so spent pretty much the entirety of this past season literally jettisoning between the Iowa Wilds and the Iowa Heartlanders. And at the end of the day, the organization just didn't see somebody who was willing to really put in the work to get to those higher levels of the organization to one day join the NHL roster. And for all the talk of how good the hits are, with, um, with organizations drafting, this does happen from time to time. You know, you have players even as high as first round picks that just never pan out because while teams can do as much in terms of, of analyzing a player, in terms of diving into the numbers, talking with them, um, and trying to get a sense of what they're adding to the organization. At the end of the day, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And, you know, it is it is a reminder, too, that these prospects are human beings. And so, obviously, hope that, uh, that Kovanov can find it somewhere else, whether that be in the KHL or in a different organization's um, prospect pool. It is interesting though because from from what we hear and from what we are able to see Tim Army is a pretty good evaluator and pretty good at helping prospects kind of develop what they need to do in order to get to that next level so anytime you have a prospect where you know it, it just it doesn't really work out that I think that leads you to believe that um, th- that it wasn't meant to be and that it's more on the, the player than it is necessarily the organization. You can put as much infrastructure as you want to try to help make players successful, but if they don't take it upon themselves to meet you halfway to do that, then it just, it, it's never going to work. And so... For a player whose name popped up on Twitter, on social media, Kovanov could arguably have been one of the more talked-about players in the Wild system over the last couple of years. Um, I think it caught a lot of people by surprise, but at the end of the day, it just was not going to work out. And so the Wild made the decision to let him find his way um, but ultimately wanted to give that spot to somebody else in the organization who they, uh, they felt was going to be able to climb up the ladder a little quicker. And so uh, wish them the best. Unfortunate when this kind of stuff happens, but at the end of the day, like we said, not every prospect is going to hit for organizations. Uh, there are players at every level that get drafted and just don't work out. And so, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's that's the way it goes. And so, uh, Kovanov no longer with the organization, albeit uh, plenty of other prospects that are currently making their way through the system as well. So, um, unfortunate note over the weekend, but uh, that's just the way it goes sometimes. I wanted to shift our focus to uh, the rest of today's episode by talking about the goalies, Marc Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson, because we've got some thoughts as to, you know, what can we expect, what should we expect, and um, so we'll iron out some things with both Wild goalies as we continue today's episode of Locked On Wilds. After this, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all the latest. On your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. So, head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening everywhere. You can find all that and more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked On Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Let's talk goalies because obviously the goalie room looks a little different for this upcoming season than it did last year. And so, was thinking about it the other day. What can we really expect? Uh, the thought was going to be a 50-50 split heading into this season. Uh, obviously, that is no longer the case. Can Marc-Andre Fleury handle an increased workload? And, uh, and what, will the, what will the numbers be like? Now, obviously, he's getting up there in age. We know that. We have known that. And so at some point, the performance is just going to start to really tail off. And so that is part of the gamble of this contract that Flurry signed with the Wilds that could end up being two years, could end up being just one year. Um, can he handle the more than 50% fl- uh, split because I don't think Philip Gustafson uh, is somebody that is ready for uh, that type of workload yet. However, as we'll talk about when we get to Gustafson, the Wild do need to do some evaluating of his performance here over this uh, this season to determine if he's somebody that they can put into the mix for next year and uh, and beyond. So, Starting with Flurry, looking at his numbers over the last couple of years, and it surprised me that his numbers are actually better the shorter amount of rest in between starts he has. He went uh, a combined 17 and 12 this past season in 32 games on zero or one day's rest compared to 11 and 11 on 2 to 3 plus days rest. So as far as if he can handle it, I'm not so much worried about that. Um, you look, you know, back in 2020 2021, he was 21 and 7 and had a goals against average of um under 2. So he is a guy that I think can handle the uh, increased workload. The question is, when does the performance start to trickle off? You look at Flurry when he came to the Wild last year, he had a few starts where he, he looked really good. He had some other starts where he certainly did not. And it seemed like teams were able to get to him early, you look at the uh, the games in particular that that were concerning were Seattle Kraken and the Arizona Coyotes, in which both teams scored multiple goals uh, against Flurry in the first period, got to him right away, and the Wild were playing catch up. Um, from that point on, that kind of stuff is concerning. Now, it, it was mentioned during the uh, the course of the end of the season and has kind of been mentioned in the off season going into the 2022-2023 season obviously flurry and talbot play different styles flurry is susceptible to giving up you know big rebounds trying to make the initial save and um trying to kick the puck out from in front of the net, which which leads to it being intercepted by opponents, and it leads to some pretty easy putbacks. So some of that is hopefully going to be alleviated by the Wilds' defense getting more comfortable playing with that style. Talbot gave up rebounds certainly himself, but um, it just flurry is a much more go-out-and-get-it type goalie. Uh, as opposed to Talbot, who was way more prone to staying home and um, reacting to what was going on in front of him um, in the net. So some of it is an adjustment period by the Wilds' decor to get more comfortable playing in front of that style. But at some point, and hopefully, hopefully it was not... After the Wild acquired him, at some point, Father Time always catches up. So it is going to be very critical for the Wilds that Flurry is able to put a better performance on the ice uh, than he did this past season overall. Numbers, when he was in Chicago, obviously the Blackhawks were not a great team, and there were several games in which he gave up one or two goals and ended up losing. And so if the Wilds can get something along the lines of, I would say, 50 to somewhere between 50 and 55 starts from Flurry, and he doesn't, show signs of fatigue or tail off in his performance. A couple of things that have gone in Fleury's favor. He doesn't have a real extensive injury history. For the most part, he has been a pretty durable goalie. So, that works in his favor going into this season, is that uh, he's not somebody that really misses um, a lot of starts. So, I think as long as he is a productive as long as he's a productive goalie I think the wild will try to get him to somewhere between 50 55 starts this season. If not, then we're going to see more of Philip Gustafson and this will look more like a one-year reunion as opposed to a two-year reunion, but it all comes down to if Flurry gets more comfortable playing in this system, if the Wilds defense gets a little more comfortable playing to his style, then that can certainly help the numbers as well. But he had some good starts with the Wild. He had some other starts that were not as good. And, you know, it was a just a complete mess in the postseason against the St. Louis Blues. And so I I can understand people not being confident in what Flurry brings to the table at this current point heading into 2022-2023. Uh, As I've said before, I would have been much more comfortable with having Cam Talbot in net heading into this season, but that's that's where things are at right now. So if Flurry is still playing at a reasonably high level, I don't think he'll have any problems uh, getting to that full starters workload this season. Um, so that, that'll that be up to Dean Evason to determine. Uh, there's not going to have to be any sort of a, well, Flurry gets this game, Talbot gets this game. More often than not, it's going to be Flurry this year with the exception of back-to-backs in which we'll see Gustafson, and there will be some other days that Gustafson gets worked into the, uh, the equation as well. And speaking of Philip Gustafson, what can we expect out of him this upcoming season? We'll look at just that as we fin- finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Philip Gustafson, acquired by the Wild in the Cam Talbot trade, uh, is. A goalie who comes to the Wild, he's had some NHL experience, but uh, the numbers are not particularly good. This could be a couple – there could be a couple of different reasons behind this. The Senators team in front of Gustafson wasn't all that good, and so some of that can be attributed to the team and the defense in front of him, but some of of that is Gustafson – as well. And in talking to Ross of the uh, Locked On Senators podcast after the trade went down, I wonder if Gustafson will benefit from a little less pressure here as opposed to what he was dealing with in Ottawa. In Ottawa, the hope was that he was going to be the guy. He was going to be the goalie of the future for the Senators, and it just it didn't really pan out. Um, it didn't really pan out that way. So he ended up being expendable uh, for a veteran goalie that could help the Senators get to where they want to go. So that's a little bit of a concern coming into Minnesota, but at the same time, you've got Marc-Andre Fleury who is the unquestioned starter for this team this season, maybe for next season as well, depending on how things go here this year, and if you don't notice any sort of a major drop in Fleury's abilities. So not expected to be the starter in either of those two seasons. And Jesper Walstead is going to be in the mix within the next couple of years himself. So... A situation where Gustafson can just focus on being a goalie as opposed to having to be the go-to guy. It's it's a lot of pressure for a goalie to undertake to be anointed as the goalie of the future and, and not live up to that performance immediately. Now, with Gustafson, he will be a uh, – I believe he's a free agent, unrestricted free agent after this season – and so he's got the one year as of right now um, to see what sort of performance he can put out on the ice. And if you look at his numbers, he started off the season pretty good. Uh, the month of October, 2-1 and one with a 2.23 goals against average and a 9.32 save percentage. So his first three starts of the year were great. Uh, then the uh, the Senators... Went into a little bit of a tailspin, and he had just one win before April, um, other than the month of October. You look at his April numbers, also 2-1, and one, with a 2.53 goals against average and a 9.21 save percentage. He also had uh, a start in February, in which he was kind of the tough luck loser, gave up just a couple of goals. It looked really good. So there are some things, there are some things there. It's just the consistency of putting the uh, the whole package together, um, and uh, being able to, you know, stack wins together and stack good performances together um, in a row. You look at uh, the teams in which he was able to beat. Uh, he beat the Columbus Blue Jackets. Had a sensational performance there. Uh, did get a win against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Two wins against the Dallas Stars in which his uh, he only allowed three goals in the two games and then also had a win against Vancouver but also got shellacked um, as well. So he, uh, he had some good performances against some decent teams so can he benefit from a lack of pressure uh, or lesser pressure here as opposed to uh, what was going on in Iowa? Now if you are going to pencil Marc-André Fleury in for somewhere around 50 to 55 starts, you give the rest to Gustafson. 50 for Fleury, 32 for Gustafson. I think is a pretty good split between those two. Now, if Fleury gets the full 55, that's 27 then for Gustafson. It's going to be full evaluation period. For, uh, for Gustafson this upcoming season to see if he is somebody that the Wild want to put in as the backup for Jesper Wallstead once, uh, once his time is here. Also takes a little pressure off of Wallstead to not have to be like immediately ready, although that whole thing to me, if Wallstead shows that he's ready to go, Like, if he, if this season, if he just absolutely dominates in Iowa, what is the benefit going to be of him being kept down in Iowa for an additional season? There is none. You may as well, if he shows that he is ready after a season in Iowa, which isn't super likely, but if he does... I say you put him as the backup to whoever is the starter after this season, and you let him get as much experience as he can to soften that learning curve uh, for whenever he takes over as the starter. I, I'm I'm, not a huge believer in the, well, he needs more seasoning. The common theme is if a player is dominating at the level that – they are playing at currently, they're ready for the next step. Matt Boldy did it. He made his way up to the uh, the NHL level and has looked great. Marco Rossi did so. Now, I think the reason he was kept at Iowa for the whole season was more for his working his way back from COVID-19, wanting to give him a full season, to get his legs back under him and then let him make the jump once the uh, once this season begins. So that was a little bit of a different case. But if a player is dominating at the level they're playing at, get them up to the next one. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out with these goalies because the hope is that the Wild will get a kind of return to form for Marc-Andre Fleury and that Philip Gustafson shows something in the tank, shows some promise as the backup. If one or neither of those two things happen this season, it could be a big problem. So there's a lot riding on the goalie situation for the Minnesota Wild in 2022-2023. And it could very well mean the difference between the playoffs or sell-offs. And so we'll keep an eye on that all season long for you here on Locked on Wild. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Now that you're finished with Locked on Wild, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast today as well to get a full lowdown on all the moves happening throughout the Eastern and Western Conference. Lockdown NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, just like Lockdown Wild is. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms as we guide you through the offseason with all the big topics leading you up to the start of the 2022-2023 season. Lockdown Wild is keeping you up to date with new episodes all week long as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.